0: Do we have here. Now, let me see. Let me see. I, th- I think I can tell. And uh, listener, he gives you that classic magic, magic, magic kind of sidelong look the eyes. You up. I think this will suit you just fine. What happened last time on the incredible party? What I'm you,
1: what are you gonna do after you? you came I'm all simply to play searching with us. out
2: more magical knowledge. I've spent I think as much time as I need to have spent in Heracleion, learning what I can from those there, and I've decided to venture off and explore farther lands, see what there is to learn. No,
3: I'm looking. I'm going to the dollar store to find the cheapest stuff that I can use to uh, hack together. If there was some Elmer's glue around that I can sort of lop a gem on something. So I'm, I'm trying to make a very crude representation of what I have seen.
0: Now this isn't the normal type of job that I would normally assign. Not even from the normal employers of which give them to me, in fact. Specifically, the city of Goldum will pay handsomely for the, say, powering down of what are the paladin's towers out there.
2: You know what they say, the market dictates the price of goods, so.
0: No, no, actually, the, the I dictate the price of these goods.
2: Well, I tell you what, magic, magic,
3: magic will give you some good deals. <laughs> All you gotta do is uh, threaten him with <laughs> murder.
0: <laughs> Poor guy needs
3: to go into another business.
0: Well, I guess now it's time for your adventure to continue. Okay, so you guys uh, have gone and done your respective uh, chores for the day. Picking up magic items, maybe stowing away some gold kind of thing. And are meeting back at the Tickly Servant to kind of rejoin, right? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, So I believe Gozer last session talked about wanting to leave under the cover of darkness. Is that something you guys want to do? Because yeah, right right now it's like middayish, ish, early afternoon.
2: Okay, yeah, I don't I don't have any objections to that.
1: I don't. Yeah. Being new to this, I don't know what's best. Why Why is leaving at darkness better, Gozer? No one can see us leave. Why do we care if people see us leave? <laughs> no one needs to know where we are. Okay, that's true. Good point.
0: So just gonna. Chill in the uh, the tickler, the tickly. Yeah,
3: uh, what, what's going on in the in the tickler?
0: Well, uh, unlike the Goodrins Inn, uh, the tickly servant is quite busy at, at all times. I mean, this is this is Detmer's Detmer's Inn and Detmer's Enterprise, one of many in the city of Dracol, Uh specifically in the district that he controls. Yeah, so you kind of notice. A few people walk up to Frank the Dragonborn, maybe giving them their own passphrases, of which you uh, can't quite overhear. But you see Frank uh, give some admittance to a, f- a few people throughout the, the few hours that you're kind of chilling, chilling in the tavern. It seems to be business business as usual for Detmar.
3: So, so being a uh, from uh, at least living in Dracul for quite some time, I and I have some connections there. I think before we leave, uh, I'm going to look around the bar and see if there's anybody there um, that I might uh, discuss some, some get some more information about these towers that we're uh, we're going to see if anybody uh, that I know might
2: might be able to slip them a coin here or there and, and get some more information. I wonder. Um, I, I know this is a ways from Zexa, but do you think they'd honor Doctor Goods' tab here? <laughs>
3: I'm up to give it a try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually John, uh, unfortunately, this people in Drucal like very rarely have dealings with one the Paladins and two the and Forest where the most recent tower activity, you know, or at least most memorable uh, mm-hmm. in the history of Paladin's cults, but I don't know, even with uh, within your own party maybe somebody has a bit more information.
3: So what do you what do you guys uh, what do you guys know about these towers that
2: we're going to
1: uh, I feel like I should know more than I've I can... uh,
2: you know, I've I've seen them from across the shores lighting up at night, this kind of eerie blue color, but I haven't haven't heard much that much of substance about how they work, what's going on with them.
3: Yeah, they, they said we have to power these things down. So there's got to be some power source of some kind. Is is it magical? I mean, do you know, being uh, from where you come from, you ought to be able to.
2: No, there's very little, uh, very little knowledge from where uh, where I'm from. Give me any indication as to how they work, what's powering them. So they're blue, right? I mean, that's about that's about all I know is what I've seen across the water. I would think uh,
3: there ought to be somebody around, recall, that had some kind of uh, information about a magical blue light that, that has some kind of power, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe we
2: can find out, you know, at least what they think it might be.
4: Friend, weren't you
1: from the forest?
2: Can we pause for a second while Elena reads her backstory? <laughs>
1: I feel like I should remember Elena, i should remember I'll, more.
0: I'll fill in pertinent details, so don't sweat about you you guys keep continuing to roleplay and I'll interject with details, so don't don't worry about that.
1: I should like humanly as Elena remember more than I do. Okay.
0: So Gozer, why don't you ask your question again? And...
1: Bryn, weren't you from the forest? Yeah, from failure and Forests. I've I've been inside one of the old spires. What? Really? Yeah.
3: What what's in
1: it? I don't feel like I have much information for you. I mean, basically, they're, they're barely even there anymore. I mean, you've got the failure and Thriving Forest on one side, and uh, at least in my home, there's just like the ruins on the other side.
3: Were, were you in it
0: while it was powered?
1: I don't remember any blue light, no. Because when I went in there, I went in there, the door wasn't even locked.
0: Right. So Bryn, uh, your experience is with a an inactive tower. You, of course, specifically Bryn, you know that the paladins have the majority of their forces have vacated the southern uh, part of the Falerian Forest. Tower is completely turned off, or at least no longer emitting this blue light. But despite that, the one that the tower that you ventured into was still still a, a relatively heavy paladin of cultists presence even even though they're inoperable. So it is quite surmisable that the powered towers will have an even more excessive presence of these of these paladins.
1: Yeah so uh, chef, the one I went into didn't have a blue light or anything like that but there were there were guards sleeping inside. There was a weapon rack lined with glimmering great swords and and some some treasure from looting that they had gotten. So I mean, I can only imagine the powered towers are gonna have even more guards.
3: These these uh these unpowered towers had were fortified with. I mean, there were guards and and protecting this
2: these towers.
1: There were uh, no guards on the outside, wow. but on the inside, they were sleeping in there. Yeah.
2: That doesn't bode well.
1: Yeah, I mean... I think that's why this job pays so well, Shaft.
2: Well, we... Hmm,
3: I guess we won't know until we get there. We just... Uh, these these guards, were they were pretty armored guards and, uh, you know, looked like they were trained.
1: They're... They're skilled killers, basically. They're soldiers.
3: Okay, well this is gonna have to be a sneaky job then, I think.
1: I agree. Gozer doesn't sneak. Yeah, I
3: was just going to say, Gozer, you might need to to hang back a little bit while we go check things out.
0: You may be served well possibly visiting Goldem. They, of course, being the ones that are dealing with the problems that these towers are causing them, will surely have more information for you guys. Again, remember, Detmer being... He gets handed this, you know, notice of a job, and then he's Dividing his, his own labor force, right? Basically, essentially, right? So,
3: He's doing that because the money's
0: good. Exactly, exactly. So the details, specific details, are not pertinent to Detmer at, at all. He's just expecting, expects that you guys will be able to suss them out on your own and, and deal accordingly.
3: Okay, so I think our best bet is probably go see this mayor guy. Um, find out what's, what's going on and see if we can get some more information in Goldham.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, do.
3: I, I don't think Detmer would send us off to get killed. I mean, I mean, unless the money was really good.
4: I don't think Detmer cares about us.
3: Well, I mean, we do. We are a source of source of uh. We, fa- for him. we
1: fall, so he replaces us.
0: We are nothing to him. him. He
1: doesn't really care.
3: <laughs> uh, I think he loves Shaft.
1: You know, Shaft. <laughs> you might be one of his favorites. That's all right.
3: I, I'm. I'm pretty confident. I'm his favorite so how about a few more drinks then we uh we start heading out and uh wait till dusk and 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 blow out of this how
2: long this journey is it to get to uh
0: depending on how what route you take if you want to take the most direct through the for lack of a better term uncharted sections you know where where there is not uh road networks or main infrastructure then it it took you about three-ish days from Zexa to Drukal.
1: It'll be like six.
0: It'll take you maybe maybe closer to five or six all the way to Gold. If we go directly. Possibly. And that also, also depending on how close you are willing to venture back around Zexa. Mm. Okay. I'm not sure how you as a party feel about revisiting that city.
2: It's a good point.
3: I don't mind going back uh, I'm sure Isabella's would be fine to stop by we can stay there
4: wasn't she the one making the monsters? that was Chucky
2: well Chucky Chucky yeah he Chucky was defending was the town we them. don't know if oh. anybody knew about Chucky who's going to be upset that we,
1: right. kind we of suspect- took him
2: away against his will Chucky's fine Detmer will take care of him
1: yeah He'll take care of him. I forgot we suspected Doctor Good.
2: No, last I saw Elizabeth, she was back in uh, Zexa. What about Jalayla, the barkeep? He, you know, does he know that? I don't
1: he, trust her. Does
2: he know, Chucky's missing, and that we may be responsible for that.
1: I don't know. My vote's kind of for staying away from Zexa. But that's just me.
2: Well, uh, yeah.
3: I mean, we can we can head out. This maybe head down to uh, Victure? And uh, head across that way to, to Goldham. It might be a little bit longer path, but uh, okay. you know, we can see some things on the way. So I'm we're going really to
4: with the land.
2: We're gonna have to go through a bit of woods.
1: I don't know anything south of Zexta. One of the towers is south of Vixur. Maybe they know something. But,
2: uh, yeah, what the people, uh, you said people in Goldham may know a bit about it because it's really encroaching on their city one of the towers. What about Fixture? Would there be much information to you had there, do you think?
0: As as far as the information that you've received, uh, is, it's, it's solely the the people of Goldom that have a problem with what's happening around their city.
1: Well, as long as you're sure, Shaft, we can go through Zexa because it is the most direct route.
3: Yeah, I think Zexa, you know, like I said, if, if you guys don't have any... Uh, I don't see any reason why they would be F Chris and Zexa.
0: Okay.
3: I think we'll be fine. What could go wrong? (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: Well, you guys also know that Zexa does not have much of a law force. That's true. Right. And you also, to your knowledge and to all the people that you spoke with, nobody else, nobody knew who the Arcanist is or was. True. was. (laughs) was. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of the uh, maybe some of the smart folk can kind of say, well, you know, the Arcanist hasn't really been around lately.
2: Neither has Chucky.
0: But it's not <laughs> like the Arcanist had a 9-to-5 that he was showing up for it.
1: So. <laughs> nah,
3: he was only there a couple yeah. of weeks or a week or something before we got there. That's so. right. That's true. You know what? I think our best bet is to do this quick and uh, you know, it's good money. Let's just go straight from Dracal right to Zexa. Don't even take the
2: road. We're just heading straight. That's yeah, the way I mean, we did last time. Three, three days is, is pretty significant. I'm not sure I want to make that trip any longer than it already is. Okay. You, you convinced me. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Alright. So, um... I guess I'll go up to the bar, grab a drink, order uh, whatever their featured Ale of the Week is. Shaft, do you want to talk to anyone while we're killing some time, or just... Come up, grab a drink with me.
3: I'll go up with you.
2: I mean, I, I'm pretty familiar
3: with the, with the bar. I'm sure I've been here many times. So uh, yeah, I'll go up
0: and uh,
3: talk to the barkeep. Do I? Am I familiar with this particular barkeep?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Her name is uh, Jellen.
3: I call her Jelly.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Hey there, Jelly. How you doing, babe?
0: Oh, uh, he- he- hello, Shaft.
3: How you doing? It's been a-, been a few days.
0: Yeah, it's best few days of my life.
3: <laughs> You're a jokester. Hey, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, you know uh, Isabella Good? Never never heard of her. Nah, oh, you know Isabella. She's in, uh, she's in every once in a while. She's, uh, from down in Zexa. She- she's in town. And uh, she asked me to come in and uh, start a tab for her. She's
0: coming down a little later. Ah. Smooth talking chat. Wow. Roll a uh, roll a deception check for
2: me. I can't believe you're actually trying to pull this off.
3: Uh, it's a five. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you tried this one before, uh, huh? Yeah, I'm barely.
0: Yeah. She, I'll give uh, her a wink. She she knows your shit. Look, uh, this
3: time it's this time it's for real.
0: <laughs> if, if, uh, Chef, if, if you're gonna want some drinks, you're gonna have to pay up front for them. Alright, uh,
3: okay. Well, let's, let's give, get us a couple beers here and, and a couple from my friends over at the table.
0: Alright, that'll be a uh, few silver pieces.
3: Alright, I pay her. There you go. So, uh, what's been going on since I left town? Anything, uh, anything exciting going on?
0: Nothing, uh,. Nothing all that interesting. I mean, I don't get out of this bar much. But, uh, you know, people come in, people talk. People complain, mostly. Complaining about this city. Saying they want to get out. Everyone's got their story. Typical.
3: Yeah. Dracol's not a bad place if you know the right people. And, you know. I like it here.
0: Well, I think if you uh, end up in this place, I'm not sure how how right those people you know are, but... uh, I get what you mean.
3: So I uh, slide the beer over to Falzrin, and uh, I say, "See, it's not such a bad place. It's sort of like Herlacleon, uh, Hira- Hirac- Hirac- right? Herlac ha- ha. Uh. is it?
2: heracleon How do you say it? Herakleion. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys got a watering hole like this there, right? Oh, yeah. with a, oh yes. With a hot tar, care like jelly.
2: Yes, it's something similar to jelly. Do you mind if I call you that, jelly?
0: I prefer if call you didn't.
2: What's the Gel is just fine. Gel. Gel. Okay.
3: What do you think of Falzer in here? Nice looking guy, huh?
0: I uh particularly like his his ropes.
3: Yeah, he's a he's a magic user.
0: Yeah. Oh. Smart what a smart guy. Uh huh.
3: From uh Heracleon.
0: Oh yeah, the uh that old island out there.
3: Yeah, I don't know. How did you say it? How'd you say it again? on Oh yeah, whatever. And uh, yeah, so he came across the uh, the water there, and uh, he's hanging out with me right now, and uh, he's a he's a smart fella, looking for uh, you know some friends here in uh, Dracol.
0: Well, uh, well, Falzern was it? Yes. I th- I think you may have come to the wrong place to find some friends.
2: <laughs> I'm a friend. That's that's all right. I'm I'm mostly Point looking f- I'm mostly <laughs> I'm mostly looking to find out um, if there's any magic to be learned or discovered and and I'm interested in these towers that we're planning on heading out to. Wait.
1: Why uh, are you uh, doing yeah.
2: <laughs> Ah, uh, he's
3: looking for some magic stuff. That's what I oh. meant. He's looking for some magical friends. Ah. Wink, wink. I mean, jelly. Come on, catch the hint.
0: Sure, sure. I, uh, I, I know. I know what's. I, I get what you're laying down. You know, I'm naturally curious about the color blue myself. Really? Well, I mean, it's it's difficult not to be. It's it's a sight to behold. That is for sure.
2: Hmm. Have you seen the color blue around, perhaps at night?
0: Well, when I uh, when I was a young young girl, I've seen them from from the mainland.
2: Hmm. So I look over at Shaft and kind of raise an eyebrow.
0: Where where, where were you? Where were you when you were a young girl? I uh, used to hail from from Victor myself, actually. Oh yeah. Basically, for, from the from from the city limits, you could you could you can see the sorrowful isles on uh, on a good day. And uh, now, after after what those paladins did, they're uh, not quite the site that they they once were.
3: I hear there's a structure just uh, sort of southeast of uh,
0: Well, I uh, haven't been back in many years. Try to get uh, as as far away from all of that southern activity as I could. You know, I've never
3: been to Victor. What's, what's it like
0: there? Well, when uh when I left and when I grew up there it was a it's a place of great culture. Very rich ancestral families lived there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had many generations of mine buried in the Victor cemetery.
3: Hmm. Huh. So what, why did you leave Victor if you were uh, from a wealthy family to come here to this fine place? Uh, I, I, didn't say,
0: I didn't say wealthy. I didn't say wealthy. Oh. It's a long-standing, well-known names amongst the city themselves. But wealthy? No, we certainly weren't wealthy. But uh, sometimes a person's got to just venture out on their own.
3: I understand that. So uh, any, uh, any more uh, information you have on this... Uh, Blue light special that we've been talking
0: about. Well, like I said, I mean, I've only ever been an observer, and uh, of course, I've never been anywhere near one. But boy, what what that what that those towers did to, to those islands! I don't even. I, it's almost indescribable. I've, I've never seen anything like it before. Just how they turn any anything on them, just withered I just it's it's beyond understanding I can't even comprehend it
3: so the towers like suck the, the life out of the land is that what you're getting at
0: if it wasn't the towers then I don't know what else it could have been
3: all right thanks jelly I'm gonna go back over uh, can you can you uh, send somebody over to get some uh, orders for us for
0: our food uh, yeah I'll get right on that thanks baby she <laughs> rolls her eyes a little
3: bit. I I leap down off the stool, <laughs> 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 sort of wander around through, uh, you know, sort of avoiding people's uh, at their about hip height, and then sort of hop up on the uh, the seat next to Gozer. Fancy some food? Always. All right. Well, let's get a good meal in, take a little rest, and then get the hell out of here.
0: Sounds good. Okay, so you guys get uh you have some food and what do you what exact time are you thinking that you wanna leave? Like just like straight up as soon as it's dark? Or Yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna screw around in town much more. I think we wanna get on our way. Okay. you don't chaff you you don't need to go home for anything again, you're you're totally fine. Nope. Okay.
3: No, I got all my stuff. I wasn't planning on leaving. Uh, I'll tell Gozer, I'll say, hey, you know, it's still a little light out, but I think we'll be all right. Okay.
0: So, okay, great. While you guys are, uh, having your meal, though, um, why don't you all roll me a perception check?
1: Ooh.
2: What are we perceiving? Eleven. Elena rolled, Elena rolled a one. Apparently
1: I'm Seven. real drunk.
2: Yeah, that, that, oh.
1: No, we, we oh, both that's... just rolled ones. <laughs>
2: All right. What? So someone, someone slipped something in the drinks that we got.
1: Frig.
0: You are all uh, very caught up in your food. It's surprisingly good stew today.
2: It's <laughs> uh, so boy. awful. Can I make an Arcana check? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. You can tell just by handling your stew bowl, it is not magical. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh. Dang.
1: Did anyone roll good? Sorry, I wasn't listening because I was off. All...
0: Highest roll was an eleven.
2: Hmm. No,
3: I I think uh, I think we finish up and we uh, you know if, unless there's somebody around that I know specifically, uh, I think I'm ready to get get out of here. I think you guys are too. You got everything you need, right?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm ready to rock. I mean, I
1: this stew is so good. I could go. just sit here eating it all night. I mean.
3: I know I can't take my eyes off
1: of it. <gasps> it's magical.
3: Every spoon
0: oh no, it is, is magic. delicious. Stew is just magical. <laughs> okay, so as you guys uh, you exit the tickly servant, the sun's like beginning to set and it's it's uh, low enough in the sky where you kinda see a bit of bit of orange above kind of the, the buildings. Kinda looking up to the edge of the city kind of thing, right? Golden hour. Alright, so you guys step out let's uh turn over to rule 20 okay
1: Ooh.
0: which we are giving a try this episode seeing how how she goes so you guys step out and standing in the street Ooh. about 25 no, 30 feet away friendly. is uh a man two two males and uh one female all kind of clad in and like kind of cloaks and hoods, Bryn. Why don't you make a perception check? Let's
1: try this again.
0: We got the one out of the way, so.
1: So that's a thirteen.
0: You you notice them first, Bryn, and you you notice the if you look there, there's two, one one guy is kind of in front with two kind mm-hmm. of behind him, and they are they are walking towards you, and you noticed first off you noticed the two flanking this guy in the middle. They you recognize them from the previous night in the inn. The two people that were kind of looking at you while well, you guys were you and Gozer were sitting in the bar that you had uh you kind of went and confronted. Right. And the man right in the middle of them, you recognize Bryn as Hank Applebees. Oh gosh. And they they have uh, they have seen you, Bryn. And they are they're marching towards you. Gozer, why don't you Roll of perception as well.
4: That is a uh, thirteen plus two, so fifteen total.
0: So, Gazer, yeah, you you recognize the the two people from the bar before as well. The 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 one the woman had feigned um, or it seemed interested in in Bryn. Kind of kind of a little embarrassed when Bryn walked walked over and asked her, "What what are you what are you looking at?"
4: Can I look at Bryn to see what she's doing.
2: Okay, so um, Bryn knows the person in the middle, but we don't know that. We don't know that she knows them. Goza recognizes them from uh, yesterday. So I'm just going to continue to walk like there's no problem. These are just people that are walking down the street. I'm just can I roll like, to see if I on. recognize them, or is that is that worth sure. of any value? Okay. Oh, oh dear. Seven.
0: No, you don't recognize them.
4: So I don't recognize the guy in front. I just recognize one of the That's the right. woman.
0: So the the man in front, he kind of stops about 20 feet in front of you, pulls back his hood, kind of just looking directly at you, Bryn. Ugh. He kind of smiles. <laughs> Hello, puppet. Been a while, hasn't it?
1: If you guys can't tell by looking at him, Hank is a paladin.
0: So you can't yes, you can't quite tell actually yet. Okay. He's, again he has this cloak. So is that what do you say that to the to the party?
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna definitely whisper to that and be like this guy's trouble. He's he's one of the paladins.
0: What what? You know this guy? Give us the amulet. For Bryn it's as if time has stopped as this wave of paralysis washes over.
1: As I hear Hank's unmistakable voice i can't help but to see my dearest friend's bloody face in memory I left the forest immediately after losing her the single last person in the world i cared about Hank took her from me the paladins have taken everything from me and i failed her the wound is so fresh it hasn't even scabbed over memories fill my mind
0: hand it over You and Ciari turn to see Hank charging towards you, the sharp edge of his greatsword seemingly imbued with light as it glints from a streak of lightning flashing in the distance. The brewing storm is quickly rolling in. Ciari shoves you backwards, out of the way of Hank's overhead slash, his sword digging into the dry, sundered earth surrounding the tower, the storm's rainfall quickly turning into fetid muck. Ciari launches into the air, landing a kick to Hank's unarmored chest, staggering backwards two steps. Brin, you tuck and roll into the momentum of Ciari's push, spinning to your feet, drawing your bow, arrow knocked and calmly leveled at Hank's head. Put
1: the sword down!
0: I'm just following orders, Puppet. Lucky for me those orders include taking out anything that gets in our way. Get away from her! Hank regains his footing and lashes out once again with his greatsword. Ciari deftly avoids his arcing blade as she counterattacks with a flurry of palm strikes against Hank's massive frame. Brynn, take the shot, she cries, narrowly avoiding another attack from Hank. Behind them, you can see emerging figures from the darkened tower as the rest of the sleeping paladins of Koltus aroused from Hank's bellows.
1: Adjusting my aim, I've never killed before, and I cringe at the thought of bringing more death into my life.
0: You fire, and the arrow pierces Hank's thigh, dropping him to one knee. You hold out your hand, beckoning to Sierra to grab it and flee. She turns to you with her own outstretched grasp. Just as your fingers touch, you see a brief look of surprise on Siari's face. Another lightning strike flashes across the stormy sky, clearly illuminating the change in her features as they contort to a twisted gnarl of pain. A smattering of blood hits your face as Hank's sweeping greatsword easily cleaves through Siari's thin elven waist, the top half of her body separated from the bottom as it tumbles to the ground. No.
2: <laughs>
1: my home, my family, my life, you will pay for this. I will crush you, filthy paladins. You hear me? I will get my revenge.
0: You spare one last sorrowful glance at your friend's body, the look of pain frozen on her beautiful face, her blood mixing with the rain swept mud, as you disappear into the Failarin forest. Find them! Father the cultists will have our heads for losing that amulet. Give it here. And Bryn, as easily as Hank's voice kind of pushed you back into your memory, it shocks you back to the present. Amulet. I look at her.
4: I'm gonna punch him.
0: Oh wow! I uh, are gonna okay, punch well, him. Well, God, I was gonna, s- gonna walk up to him. So, you just. So, Gozer, you just charge right up to him? Yeah. (laughs) Alright. Go for it. You can go and try to take a swing if you like.
4: Yeah. I'm gonna run up to him and uh, shout to Blave and punch him. Not with my hammer, with my hand.
2: Okay, so we're not necessarily trying to, you know, deal a fatal blow here. You're just gonna punch him in the face and teach him not to mess with us.
4: Yeah, he's getting in my—he's getting oh, in my son way. Enough of. A... Gozer. I rolled a seventeen. I'm going to add my strength bonus to that, so I got a twenty. Okay, you hit him. Uh, what's an unarmed strike? Uh, is that a D4?
0: Technically, actually, no, it's not. It's just—I believe it's one plus your strength modifier.
4: So
1: then that would be four points of damage.
0: All right, you guys—we'll uh, we'll be rolling initiative. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go.
1: I kind of wanted to insert into play for everyone to notice that, like, typical Brynn is not there right now. She looks spaced out and really worried and nervous and quiet, and mm. like, there's a visible okay. change about Brynn right now. Yeah.
3: That's worrisome. Uh, yeah, I, I look back at her, sort of figuring out what the hell's going on, and then I sort of run off to the side. We go roll initiative first, though, right?
2: Yep. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Gozer did this more to see what he was going to do. I got a 17.
2: 21. Uh, 16.
1: 18.
0: Okay, uh, Shaft, you get to act first.
3: Okay, so I'm going to... Are these five foot squares that I'm seeing in front of me? So, 5, 10, 15, 20. So, if you um i I don't know how you want to do movement on this but typically i think you do five for the first diagonal move and then ten for the second diagonal move no that's not how you do it no okay how how would you like us to do it every square is five feet even if it's diagonal yeah okay five ten fifteen twenty i'm gonna move moving
0: diagonally as opposed to orthogonally be any different in terms of feet of movement
3: that is... Uh, I'll have to look it up, but I think that's the way
0: uh, it's described in the book. Oh, interesting. Okay. No, no, just regular so, five, uh, five a square. Yeah. yeah, five a square. Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll double check that on somebody else. So I'm going to move 20 feet, and then I'm going to hold my action, if you want to describe what that means. Yeah, that's the first I've heard of this.
0: Uh, you can ready an action.
3: Ready an action, yeah.
0: What action are you going to I'm ready? i pull,
3: pull my swords out.
0: And...
3: So basically I'm I'm not going to attack this mm-hmm. round and I I can attack later this round. I'm not going to do my attack in initiative
0: order. Uh, no. F- uh, fi- 5E does 5E does not have that.
2: Clash of the Titans okay. is happening right well, here. We do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> titans of D&D. <laughs> oh, this is a good <laughs> this is a good uh, a little little lesson here for- I already know the answer, but I'm going to let you guys <laughs> duke it out.
0: I'm not
1: excited we're, for this we're gonna... battle.
0: Yeah, you can you can ready an action, but you you five, fifth edition doesn't have a, a a delay option, which in in previous editions you could delay your initiative. But you can ready an action, like with your swords, you could ready an action to attack if someone moves within five feet of you.
2: Oh, okay, so it's like sentry mode, sort of.
3: You're you're ready. Essentially what I'm doing is I'm not I'm not going to attack yet. I'm gonna see how it plays out. But if I choose at least the way I we play, if I choose to attack later in this initiative order, I would be able to do that. But Leland's saying that's not an option here. So I am ready pulling my sword. No
0: what I'm saying is if you can set a trigger condition for your attack to happen. So what condition would you like to attack under whether or not it happens before your next turn right
3: so if if, uh, if they attack anyone then I'm going to that
0: will be the uh, the action okay so if, if someone is in range then you will attack them if one of your party members is attacked
3: yeah Gozer one up and punch the guy yeah right I'm not gonna go yeah, I'm not gonna go up and slice him Right. I want to see what happens. If he does something that's going to make me have to get involved, I'm going to.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Does
3: That make sense? He hasn't attacked her yet.
0: I understand. I understand that. But what I'm saying is ready an action, like, you, you make it clear what action you are readying. If you want to say, if any of these three people attack Gozer, you will attack somebody. That could be right. your trigger. That's perfect. Okay. That's exactly what I want okay. to Okay. And you have your swords, though, right? So for you to be able to do that, you'd have to be within melee range. Okay,
3: so then I'm gonna go right. Okay, so there. you're perfect, Jason okay, Gozer. So
0: if if this if Hank attacks Gozer, then your action is to attack him. Yeah, I'll be
3: going to town on applebee's. <laughs>
1: uh, is every, it happy hour?
0: <laughs> do you want to uh, half off appetizers? Do you want to say
1: anything?
3: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna go up and go. Oh wait, wait, wait! Excuse my friend here. She gets a little bit excited when somebody's looking sort of at her weird. You know, let's 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 not get hasty here and, and start any kind of thing that that's gonna everybody's gonna regret.
0: Okay, uh, Gozer, you're up. <laughs> so so when you hit him, you like yeah, you you hurt him, but like he just kind of looked back and, and smiled as he kind of wiped the blood from the, from the corner of his mouth. Has not drawn He hasn't drawn his weapon yet But of course he hasn't acted yet
4: Uh What do you want?
0: Don't want anything to do with you Just want her Why? She has something that belongs to me
4: If it's hers If she has it, it's, it's hers She took it Go away
0: Like I said, my business is without the elf Go away Is that all you're gonna do?
4: If he attacks, I'm going to do the same thing that Shaft did. If he attacks, I'm going to attack back. Say,
3: wait, wait, what's the item? What's this thing that she has that you say belongs to you?
4: It's not your turn in initiative. You already had your chance to talk.
0: I thought we were, uh, oh, we are <laughs> an initiative. I'm
2: sorry.
0: We're kind of an initiative, but it's a little, <laughs> it may have been a little premature with the initiative role, but uh, just in case.
3: Okay, so we're not an
0: initiative then? No, we, we'll we'll stay an initiative, but uh, we'll be a little more free flow with the, with the talk here
3: okay I, I'm just gonna try to interject and go what
0: is it that, what's that, what is it this thing that she you say she has well how
3: don't you ask her she's called my amulet
4: doesn't matter
3: an amulet go away Hey brand you got an amulet that belongs to this guy
1: It's not me it's not me I swear I wasn't the only one there Hank I know who has your amulet though
0: then, no, give me, give me the information what am
1: I gonna get for it How bad do you want this amulet?
0: You get to keep your life.
3: This is escalating really quickly. I don't I don't think we need to actually kill each other over this uh, piece of jewelry, right?
1: I don't I think mean, so, but what it? makes you think I want to give up one of my friends right now?
3: Look, Brynn, we've got a place to go and things to do. And I'd rather we not, uh, well,
1: not Shaft, make it out of the city I've shot Hank in the leg before, so he's not going to take no for an answer.
0: <laughs> so Hank kind of reaches cautiously, not making any quite sudden movements with you two on of him, but he motions to uh, the one of the the guy behind him, and the guy hands him a kind of a sack, and then he reaches out and he pulls out a severed orc head. And Bryn, you recognize this as being Kruk. He throws it on the ground in front of him. I already spoke to
3: this one. I'll grab Gozer's arm, real quick. So, like, I've, shake
4: you like off. Like I'm trying to, off, like mate. I'm
3: trying to keep her from doing anything, and go. Uh, hey, hey, what's what's it worth to you? I mean, how much?
0: You can't pay me for this. Now give us the armament.
3: I think you're being a little unreasonable here. Uh, I'm sure we can work
2: something out.
0: You haven't seen unreasonable yet. You still an initiative, yet. or can I? Yeah, we're technically, but uh, if you want to act, if you guys want to act, it's uh, technically still Gozer's turn. So she hasn't moved or attacked. She's basically. We're kind of. Free you guys,
1: action. I don't think he's gonna let me. let me go unless I give up my friend, and I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. You see
2: any rooftops you want to stealth onto? Uh, before things escalate any Bryn further. Brynn is just
1: like about to vomit in the street here, like, <laughs> with this decision.
2: So these other two guys,
3: what
0: do they look like? Uh, the two behind Hank, they're yeah. what are they armed with? They each have a uh, kind of a short sword at their side, and Hank himself uh, has a great sword. On okay. his back. So these guys are uh, they're they're armored? The guys in the
3: back? They're they're all wearing cloaks, so you can't quite tell what's under them. So I'll start walking up a little bit closer around like I'm talking to them and started giving some hand gestures and go, look, everything's everything is a half a price, and I'm sure we can, I mean, we have money, and uh, we can give you some of that to make this all go away.
4: It's still technically my turn,
0: right? Yeah. So if you want to move or attack, you can, you can do so.
4: I'm going to lift my hand up that has the Ring of the Ram on it okay. and use one of the charges on good old <laughs> Hank here. <laughs> I like okay. this. Uh, does a 17 hitting? I mean 18? 18, 18 hitting?
0: An 18 does hit him, yeah.
4: So that is 2d10 force damage. Which is. If I roll a 0 on a d10, that's is that. 10.
0: That's
4: that's a 10, so that's 13. Right. And uh, he's pushed 5 feet away.
0: Okay. Falls in. Okay. Um,
2: I think I will... I'll go with a classic, Magic Missile. Uh, I'm going to take out one of his buddies. I'm going to go for... Um, I'm going to target the guy on the right of Gozer, which is directly in line of Bryn, And I'm going to you use magic missile.
1: I wish I wasn't last in the initiative, because I feel like I have information I want to put out there.
0: While we were talking.
1: I know, but it's like I can't.
0: Well, with that very aggressive attack from Gozer, we're fully on in initiative, so let's just continue on. So, what's what's your damage for the missile? There are so so. Remember, magic missile has three magical darts that do one d4 plus one damage each. So, you can choose different targets. Or you can um, send them all at this uh, one person two
2: to this guy one to the guy on the left so a two plus a three and a four so the two and the three to the guy on the, the right and the four to that on the left
1: i thought you meant the guy in the middle
2: no i'm not i'm not going to target
0: uh, hank oh, okay okay so seven damage total to the first guy on the right and five damage to the guy on the left. All right, Brynn, you're, you're up.
1: So Brynn's like still collecting herself and trying to process the the head that he pulled out of the bag. And uh, Brynn takes a deep breath and just full on screams back at him. I didn't even like Krug of Krag! Don't even care about him at all! Does he say anything back?
0: kind of preoccupied with a spectral ram <laughs> popping out of a ring and
1: pushing him <laughs> I'm going to run next to Gozer. Or, like, walk. And basically have my hands up and say, let's talk about this. I know who has your amulet.
0: Okay. He, again, he's, so, he's catches himself after being pushed back, and he he says... To, his, to, the, to the people next to him. He said, kill them all, believe the Ev." And his scouts will go.
1: I still have an action, though, right, now that he said that?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, that's right. So now that he, <laughs> yeah, <you pooped. laughs> now
1: that he said that, I'm pissed. You want to attack? Yes. <laughs> I was going to try to be cordial because I don't really care about giving up the guy who has the amulet either, but... How close am I? That's one square, two squares, so that's that's 10 feet. Yeah, I'm gonna use my longbow. Try to shoot him in the face.
2: (laughs) 10 feet, okay.
1: Well, I'm too far away for my rapier, aren't I? Yeah.
2: Well, you've you've spent five, 10, 20, 25 feet of movement so far. You have 30, right? So you could get right up in there if you wanted to.
1: Sure, I step right in front of Gozer, and I. Uh, wow. Pull my sword out. Isn't rapier a sword? Yep. Yeah, I have swords, and uh, I'm going for Hank, and I'm and I'm specifically targeting his bad leg that I've shot in the past with my arrow. <laughs> 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 I'm going, adding insult to injury so just, here.
0: Just with advantage. All right, roll the hit. Oh, roll
1: the hit is a six.
0: That's going to be a miss. So you kind of jab at him. You kind of hear a ding underneath it. Uh, clearly hitting metal underneath ding. his cloak. So the scout's next to him. So the one uh, right in front of Shaft. So Shaft, you had your readied action. Mm-hmm. And this one is about to attack you as it draws its short sword. So go mm-hmm. ahead and go with her attack. Be a
3: 17. Yeah, it's yeah. It is seven points of damage. Get my second attack?
0: Uh, no, because it's, it's, it's just using a reaction. Your reaction. Yeah, so just the one.
3: Okay. Now that was that was on the guy that was right in front of me.
0: Yeah, that's right. So then he tries to hit you. They uh, adjusted 20. Hits you for five piercing damage. Okay. And second one tries to hit Gozer who only with a a seven to hit
4: did it move up to hit me?
0: oh that's right sorry that's Brynn right running Uh jack seven uh, seven to hit Brynn which misses and from the end of the street you see two more appear around the corner behind Falzern you see one down this alley to your right two more come down to the alley further up so
1: four more. My oh my gosh! You
3: guys remember when Leland was talking to us earlier this week and threatened to do a TPK? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I do. We're surrounded, pretty much. Oh,
2: we can talk our wow. way out of this, I'm sure. We could have talked yeah. our way yeah. out. Of this.
0: Okay, so one one more strike at Gozer for this one that has just moved up with a twenty three.
4: Yeah, that
0: is. And eight points of piercing damage.
4: Which I am raging, so that's uh, on my hand.
0: You did not rage on your turn, so you're not quite raging yet.
4: I, I said true. to blave. thank you very much.
0: Yes, I heard you say that. Your battle cry.
4: That is what I, that's my right, rage. Okay,
0: that's fine. You want to cheat? That's okay. So this-
1: <laughs> I, I established that She's early on. She's always raging yes, if uh, possible. Let's just, come on.
0: Okay, but if you yell to blave to rage, then what do you yell when you reckless rage? How am I, how am I supposed to... To double to- <laughs>
1: blave!
4: I'll let you know that it's reckless. I will let you know if it's reckless.
0: Okay, so another... Uh, this other guy takes a long bow out and shoots at shaft. Ooh, critical hit.
1: Speaking of critical hit, critical hit designs.
0: For... <laughs> <laughs> Our wonderful All the best podcasts have really good psychics to add. Shaft, you get hit with twelve piercing damage. That hurts. And then there are three guys that can see I See that. All will take a shot with their longbows. Couldn't they have.
1: He's so fluffy.
0: So Faldern, there's a a ten to hit, a seven and a twenty one. So two hit, right? And you take you take ten piercing damage, Falzer. And next up is Hank. Hank throws a, aside his cloak to reveal he's wearing plate armor. The chest this big insignia of, of a tower, marking the the symbol of the paladins of Cultus. As so he draws his greatsword, and is going to be taking two two attacks on Briss.
1: But he but I'm the one he wants alive. Psh, come on.
0: So first attack is a 17 mm-hmm. to hit. It hits. And the second is a second is a nine, so that was a miss. So you take uh, 10 slashing damage from the from the one hit. So Could have made this easier. And back to shaft at the top.
3: So I am going to move by running under this guy's legs and go behind him. Uh, as a halfling, I can go regular speed with that, but I'm going to spin around here if I can do this and I'm going to, as my bonus action, put Hunter's Mark on the main paladin guy, and then I'm going to make my attacks. The first one is going to be an 8 which is a miss, Yep. Yeah. and the second attack is a 25 Woo! that's a miss and let's do some damage here. It would be uh, ten points of damage. Oh yeah, because I, slice place. my. Yeah, I want to take my rapier and sort of go right across the back of his uh, his leg, right right behind his kneecap, and sort of slice right right through there to try to hobble him a little bit. Okay, it goes.
4: I moved up so I could reach Hank around Brynn, who got in my way. Love you too, go. Thank Sarah. you very much. And I pull out my great axe, and uh, 18 hits yep. him right. And, uh, 12 points of damage. Right. I'm up plus two because I'm raging, so that's 14.
2: Falzer. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to turtle a little bit. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast shield.
0: Yeah, you're. You're surrounded. Okay.
2: So, and what does Shield do? Um, an invisible barrier of magical force appears and protects me until the start of my next turn. I have a +5 bonus to AC, including against any triggering attack. I take no damage if someone were to cast
0: a magic on me. Okay, cool.
1: Brynn. I want to slice Hank's throat. Wait, does he have armor on? It? Does he have armor Try. on his throat? <laughs> I just basically, for dramatic basically, effect. <laughs> basically you, you I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack him. Oh,
3: are you kidding? It's
0: so a six plus.
1: It's the same nine, which misses. Like, come on, Bryn. That is a miss. Well, you're on nerve by yeah, saying that. I mean, I'm just pretty you upset, but like, you, Bryn does well under pressure. This is not <laughs> true to character. Not today, she doesn't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, so Falls are in you. See down this alley. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Kind of climbing out. Okay, this is. You can kind of see behind this one scout that is dri- beaded down on you down this alley. You see these three little uh, figures, fully—they're fully like covered uh, in uh, cloaks and hoods, and their faces are fully covered. They kind of pop out of this sewer grate behind behind this scout, and they go to attack the scout here. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact Music at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Incursible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at IncursibleParty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at incurrigibleparty.com or reach out on social media. The Incurgible Party on Facebook and Instagram. At Incurrigible Par on Twitter. Using the hashtag AfterPartyIP. For a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring!